May 23rd, 2022. This morning's class and the classes throughout the week are donated in memory of Albert Bero Shehebar Abraham Ben Mazal. We're in Masechet Sanhedrin and Aleph. And if you count down in the wide lines, it's five lines down, just a few words before the end of the line. Says the Gemara, or rather, let's start a few words into the line. Ve Amar Rav Hanan Bar Molada Amar Rav Huna. Eno Hayav Adshi Yochal Basar Hai Viyishte Yain Hai. The statement is that an individual only becomes a Ben Sorero More when they eat meat, which is high, which means that it's raw, it's not cooked yet, and wine, which has not yet been diluted. We talked about the logic and rationale in the past. Says the Gemara, is that really so? Didn't Rabbah and Rav Yosef say quite the opposite, that meat cannot be raw in order for an individual to become ben sorero more. Again, that's what they're eating from that young age. Wine cannot be undiluted in order for them to become a ben sorero more. So it's a blatant contradiction. It's supposed to be undiluted, yain high, and meat which is uh, uncooked, or alternatively, does it specifically not need to be that way? Amar Ravina, Ravina's response here is yain high is a reference to mazig Velamazig, Basar Hai, Bashil, Velabashil, Kibasar Kiba de Achle Ganve. And so the, the response is that when we refer to Yayin Hai, when we refer to Basar Hai, we mean both of those two opinions. What do you mean both of those two opinions? They were contradicting one another. Does it specifically need to be raw and undiluted or specifically? cooked and diluted, it's something in between. It has to be an in-between stage where on the one hand, with regards to the meat, it can't be cooked to the extent that when that young man is older and he's uh, committing thievery, he's stealing the meat, he has the time in order to cook it. That's not the way thieves work. Uh, we know it from Shabbat, Ma'achal ben Durusa'eh. We're dealing with circumstances in which it's a quick cook, cook, and as a result, the child is getting used to eating the meat a little bit undercooked, because if he's, if he's used to eating it cooked, it's not going to be stealing when he's older. After all, that's the fear of the ben sorero more. If they're eating this meat now, they'll get so addicted to it that when they get older, they'll be stealing and procuring getting the meat in such a fashion. If they're used to finely cooked meat, they won't be able to steal and get that sort of meat which they'll cook. Thieves, robbers are on the run and don't have that sort of time and luxury. When we deal with the wine, we don't refer to a wine which is over-diluted and inappropriate for drinking. We don't alternatively refer to wine which is undiluted uh, entirely because in such a circumstance, that wouldn't be fine either. We're talking about it in the middle. It's mazig, on the one hand, it's a bit diluted, but on the other hand, it's not over-diluted. says the Gemara, Rabbah v'Rav Yosef d'Amre Tarvayu achal basar maliach if you recall, this is the way we ended the class last week. We dealt with this statement, achal basar maliach, a different type of meat, not a meat that we're talking about undercooked or overcooked or not cooked at all, but rather basar maliach. It's meat which was salted. If it's salted meat or 
and in addition, yain migito, it's wine which has not yet fermented. It's wine which is what we call grape juice today. It hasn't yet become wine. Enona asa ben sorero more, if you ate or drank either one of those, although we determined in our Mishnah that zolel v'sove, which are written in the Torah, is a reference to meat and wine, although we qualified the cooking stature, although we explained the dilution, those in-between states, nonetheless, there's still guidelines beyond that. What are they? Basar maliach is out. If the meat is salted, and our assumption is it's disgusting when it's too salted, then it's out. It's not going to be considered ben sorero more. It's not something that will get them excited to eat that meat. If it's yain migito, if it's wine which has not yet fermented, the assumption is it's not fine enough for this child or an adult to be, uh, to, to be addicted to, to, be, to the extent that they'll be stealing in order to get it. Says the Gemara, in fact, we'll be able to explain to you what it means by uh, referencing uh, what it says by Chabeav. Uh, by Chabeav, in Saudah Mafseke, there are specific halachot. You're not supposed to have too fine a meal. But moreover, it's a time during which we're minimizing in happiness. And as a result, there's no wine, there's no meat. And in addition to that, in Saudah Mafseke, the halacha is you're not supposed to have Shinet Avshilin, one cooked item, no meat, no wine. All right, well, now we can test out what sort of meat, what sort of wine is prohibited in the Saudah Mafseke and Chabab. You understand why that would be relevant to us? We're talking about Ben Sorero More. Ben Sorero More, we're trying to objectify what's fine meat, what's proper wine. Well, if we'll be looking at Chabab and we'll determine that's not considered, that is considered, perhaps we'll carry it into Ben Sorero More. Tenan Hatam, the Mishnah says over there in Masechet Ta'anit, Erev Tisha Be'av. When it's the eve of Chabab and you're having your Sa'udah Mafsekit, Lo Yochal Adam First and foremost, two cooked items, inappropriate. You're not supposed to be having a happy, elevated, uh, exciting meal. You're supposed to have, be having one which is somber and the bare necessities. One cooked item. Velo Yochal Basar, no meat. That's uh, Basar is, is, is Mesameh Talev. Velo Yishde Yayin, Basar Vayayin are the means and mediums uh, to Simchai. Can't have that. Vitana and the Beraita qualifying and explaining those halachot with regard to Tisha Be'av explains look at that exact same halacha that we just stated by Ben Sorer More is repeated in the context of Chabeav of Saudah Mafsekit. Basar Maliach, you're looking for meat which is going to be um, exciting and bringing forth happiness. Not Basar Maliach. Basar Maliach is meat which is overly salted. You can have that sort of meat at your Saudah Mafsekit. Yain Migito, translated for our purposes as grape juice. We talked in the last class on Friday about the halacha with regards to Kiddush and grape juice. But that as well is not qualified with regards to the Saudah Mafsekit as being prohibited. As a result, we are resting ourselves initially assured that by Ben Sorero More, it'll be the identical halakha. It makes a lot of sense. If Ben Sorero More is about those fine wines, the, uh, the, the exciting meats, so then we'll define it exactly by Chabab. Yes, Chal. Avel has different halachot. 
This is not mishum avelut per se. Keep in mind on Chabeav, we have different halachot. They're not eating and drinking at all. Uh, this is not going to define the halachot of an avil. This is, uh, I misread the word, it was aval, right, in the, in the Beraita. This is just with regards to we don't want to have simha. And avil is not asur b'simha. It's explicit in the Gemara in Masechet Sukkah. It's not asur b'simha. He's just in a time of seriousness. Uh, it is a question often in the context of Avelut when people ask. Okay, so now the, the question is, Basar Maliach Ad Kama. Okay, so now we're defining, what is Basar Maliach? Uh, any meat that has any salt on it? So I keep saying overly salted. Can you objectify that? Define, overly salted. Amar Bihanina Bar Kahana Kol Zeman Shehu Kishlamim. Statement in the context of Se'udah Hamavsekit is, that salted meat is defined by the period of time similar to shilamim. A korban shilamim was ne'echal lishne yamim velayla ehad. You had two days and one night. Which means to say the expanse of, what would we call that, 36 hours or so. And as a result, if the meat is salted over that period of time, 36 hours or, tom, or so, that's when we look at that meat and we say, ah, it's not exciting meat. It might be edible. It certainly is edible. People might eat it in such a fashion. I don't know. Is that beef jerky? Do they salt it? Whatever. The point is, however, it's not fine meat any, any longer. And as a result, if it's shlamim, if it was salted for the period of time of shlamim, of that korban, 30 it will be permitted in Saudah Mafsekud. What's Yain Migito Ad Kama? How do you define Yain Migito? Again, Agat is the pressing area, is where you're producing your producing the initial stages of the, taking the grapes and you're turning them into a beverage, into into wine. Well, how do we define Yain Migito? Every Yain, every wine comes from the Gat. The only question is what sort of process it went through. The question is how much time you left it out to ferment. It's the entire expanse of time while it's toses. Toses means that there's some foam still present, but more specifically explains Rashi, it's still vinegary. And as a result, it's not, it's not, doesn't taste great in your mouth. And as a result, it's not exactly, you'll realize the way we drink grape juice today, grape juice, if anything, is easier for many to go down the throat. But regardless, that's the description of Yayin Migito. So to those two stages, Basar Maliach, we objectified, it's the Kishlamim, and Yayin Migito is called Zemanshu Toses. It's the period of time during which it's still vinegary and it'll hurt your throat. Vehatanya asks the Gemara, uh, excuse me, continues the Gemara. Usually Vehatanya is a question over here. It's Benihuta. Yayin Toses, Enbo Mishum Gilui. So furthermore, you should see Yayin Toses, we'll define those words in a moment. Enbo Mishum Gilui. Vekama Tesisato. And we'll furthermore objectify, we'll give a number four. What is Tisisato? What's the time period up until we say it's no longer Yayin Migito? We came a stage closer, where it, whereas when it came to meat, we gave a period of time. We said it's Kishlamim. When it comes to the wine, we just talked about a stage. How long does that stage extend? It could be all different times and extensions. When you're talking about wine, I'm sure there are all sorts of different types of productions. Shilosh ayamim, it's three days. Okay, so that's the statement. If, and we're understanding as an extension from Se'udah Mafseket, the Ben Soreru More has Yayin Migito, if he has Basar Maliach, Basar Maliach meaning Kishlamim, 
Yain Migito, meaning Kosman Shutoses, which is three days. Our assumption is he's not considered a Ben Sorero More. That's not the appropriate and specific type of meat and wine we're referring to. What does it mean, Yain Toses Enbo Mishum Gilui? Gilui is a halacha that comes up in the Gemara in many places. It's a halacha which Tosafot in Masechet Avodazaran Daflamidhe states is no longer applicable to us. Shohanaruch and Siman. Koftet Zayin in Yoredea copies the words of Tosafot. What was it? What is it? Gilui is a reference to if a beverage is left uh, uncovered, if it's left uncovered for a period of time or overnight, in such a circumstance, the rabbi said you should not, you may not drink from it. Why not? There was a fear, there is a fear that a snake might come up to it and in drinking from it, or maybe not drinking from it, inject it with a poison. Tosafot says we don't have such a reality amongst us any longer. And as a result, Tosafot is willing to, and states quite clearly, to dispense with this halacha. Hanaruch, as a result, states this uh, uh, unequivocally as well. Gilui, as a result of the Nehashim not being Mitsuyim Benenu, is not relevant any longer. It's far from being clear that that's an open and shut circumstance. I've told stories about where I used to believe it was, and someone confronted me and said, but what about my family? The minhagim abound with regards to people who are makpid on this. The question is, to what extent? Are you makpid even to the extent that you'd throw it out? Or lechatehila, you're makpid on it. Gaon mi Vilna, famously, quoted by his student in Pe'at HaShulchan, quoted in Ma'aseh Rav, was makpid even bidi'avad, even if that were the circumstance. He left it out, he would then throw out the beverage. He would make certain nobody drank from it. His opinion was Alpidin, not only were the rabbis initially concerned about our safety, a sakana, but once they made this gezerah called gilui, it now stands as a halakha, now stands as a gezerah drabbanan, which means irrespective of whether its rationale and reason is still applicable to us, contrary to Tosafot, Gaon Mivilna says the mitzvah is still, or the halakha is still binding. It's uh, in several uh, secondary sources, it's quoted the Hacham Vadya Yosef said that he that you don't need to be makpid on it. If you are, it's only a humra be'alna. You're assuming that you're doing it as a humra, maybe as a humra mishum sakana. I've told on, on more than one occasion as well, the stipler gaon, that's Rabbi Yaakov Yisrael Kanievsky, he was makpid. He followed his brother-in-law's minhagim as well. Gaon mi Vilna, like he followed him to the T on many of his halachot. I remember once reading when I was in yeshiva from a kuntres, it said that Rabbi Chaim Kanievsky when he first got married, he taught his wife, uh, unlike his, his wife's family, who were not as makpid, the Alyasha family, he's very makpid, he said, we're makpid on gilui, and as a result, if you ever leave an exposed beverage, make certain that you spill it out, because we're not going to drink from it. We're makpid, even though Shohan Aruch says you don't need to be, and apparently in the first year of their marriage, so it happened that she left out milk unattended to, she took it to the sink to spill out, and lo and behold, there was a snake in the, in the milk bowl. I mean, it's a fascinating story. Rab Chaim Kanievsky saw it as a sign from heaven. I do wonder though, and I don't know the answer, I think I once researched this, whether there are venomous snakes in Israel today, but irrespective, he saw it as a sign from heaven, I understand that. I mean, what are they, what's, the, what's, the, what's the chances such a thing would happen, irrespective of any of that, I tell you again, the halakha al-pidin is that we're not makpid, however, Ben Ishchai Neshana Shiniyam Parashat Pineha says, the in Hagen Baghdad was to be Makpid, but that's what we're referring to over here in the Gemara. The question is, 
to what extent was it? This is a question in the context of Gezerot Rabbanan. Sometimes we say, Batel Ta'ama, Batel Gezerah. If the reason is gone, so then the Gezerah is gone as well. Sometimes we say, it's a Davash Abiminyan, the rabbis established it, irrespective of its rationale. That's really the debate over here. Tosafot is our, you need a Minyan Levatelo. Tosafot's claim is, this is not a Davash Abiminyan, and as a result, it's annulled. We don't have the reason anywhere. There's a book called Torah Shiba'al Peh, that's what it's called, it's published a few years ago, uh, Rabbi Anbil, I think is his name, and he does the research, it's an interesting research, you could take a look at it, I, I'm, I did a full class on Gilui at some point a year or two ago, anyway, in there he does research about are there, because there were claims amongst the Maskilim for several hundred years, that this is nonsense, there were never, there are no venomous snakes that inject water or any beverage with, uh, with uh, poison. So he did the research on this, and he found there are, and he did the research in rabbinic texts as well, there are, they might not look at this like the snakes that you and, you and I could think of in our mind, but there are these crawly things which go into water and might not be poisonous per se, but it could be dangerous to your health. It might not be found amongst our sorts of temperatures and climates, but it was in, during that time period. Again, but yes, as you said, Nathan, that's really the question. The question is whether since the rationale no longer exists, as we don't have Nehashim like that Beneno. We're in Europe, they were at the time. We're in America now, we don't have, I haven't seen a snake in Brooklyn ever aside from in the zoo. Um, so um, we're not really dealing with that reality. Tosafot's approach, Gaon Mivilna says you should nonetheless be makpid, and many are. Anyway, says the Gemara over here, Hacha Mai. So says the Gemara, okay, that's why. Oh, so what was the reason by Gilui, just lastly? What's the reason? So the understanding is if it's my, if it's Yain, which is still Tosis, well, even a snake isn't going to it. Uh, it's not only you not putting it in your mouth because of its vinegary state, but even a snake isn't going to it. And as a result, you don't need to be makpid. Even during a time when we were makpid, everyone on Gilu, you don't need to be. But says the Gemara, for our purposes, back to the issue of Ben Soreno More. So I understand in the context of Si'udah Mafseket, for Cha'abob, I understand the halakha, how I'm determining Yain Migito, what the definition of Basan Maliyah is. Hacha, over here, my, is it the identical law? Are we going to define these objects, these foods and beverages in the identical fashion? Hatam, perhaps I could claim over there when it comes to Erev Shabbat, Mishum Simhahu, over there it's so that you're not elated, so you're not happy. Uh, when it comes to Shabbat, any time up until to, uh, the, the Shilamim time period, 36 hours. So you'd look at that meat and you'd say, yeah, it made me happy, but it wasn't delicious. It wasn't delicious, but it made me happy. Therefore, the halakha is, when it comes to Shabbat, you have until 36 hours, and within, at, within those 36 hours of salting, it's still a problem. Why is it a problem? Because I still derived happiness and benefit in that context. Hacha, over here, when it comes to Ben Sorero More, it has nothing to do with happiness. It has to do with Mishum Im Shuchehu. It has to do with me being drawn after it. I mean, I'm drawn, I'm infatuated, I'm obsessed, I'm addicted to this meat. That's the fear. We're nervous that this Ben Sorero More will become addicted to this meat. What sort of meat is he going to become addicted to? The meat that will make him a little happy? I don't think so. He'll enjoy it, okay? That's why it's Asur Na'erev Chabav, but he's not going to become addicted to it. And so therefore, maybe I feel a bit maybe even just a little so 
salting, that's basar maliyah for ben sorero more. And as a result, that's out of the question. It means it's an extra kula. It comes back to the Gemara, which is still coming up, Charles. That Charles quoted at the beginning, that ben sorero more, according to the major opinion, the Gemara lohaya, never happened. How could it happen? The meat is supposed to not at all. Okay, it's not. this is not the one that's going to knock it out. But the point is, as we go along in these Gemarot, we realize there are more and more details which exclude this child or any child from being considered ben sorero more. Furthermore, yayin, what about wine? So we said wine is kozemanshu tosis. Three days, within the three-day time period, that's when you can have it sa'udam mafsikit. Anytime after three days, that's when it's forbidden. Maybe by ben sorero more, it's ad arba'im yom. Maybe within 40 days. Why so? Because even after 30 days, it's not fine wine yet. It's not wine which is going to make this child addicted to it. And as a result, even after three days, until 40 days, we're going to consider that yayin migito. And as a result, he won't be considered a ben sorero more if he drank from that sort of wine. All right, that's what we have in the Gemara up until now. Now the Gemara has several agadot uh, with regards to this unique and tricky status and uh, stature of wine. How should we envision wine in our lives? Just take a quick moment before we begin to think about what wine means to you in your life or to the people around you in your life and in their lives and understand the hachamim lived in a world not so different than us with regards to uh, addiction uh, and obsession with wine and uh, alcohol and the dangers that it has. And as a result, we'll pay attention to their, in my opinion, very balanced thought with regards to wine in the life of human beings. Amar bihanan lo nivra yayin ba'ulam illa linahem avelim ulishalem sakhar la resha'im. Statement is wine was created, so to speak, specifically for nihum avelim. There it is, Charles, specifically to be minahem avelim, to console those who lost a family member. We give them wine. We don't want them overly downtrodden. Wine is appropriate over there. It'll lighten up, loosen them up a bit. Alternatively, it'll be negative for the wicked people. The wicked people, yeah, let them enjoy. Let them enjoy the, uh, the, 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 the drives and the pleasures and the passions of this world. Let them get uh, excited and intoxicated with wine. Let them lose their sakhar. After all, the pasuk says in Mishle, Tenu shekhar. Le'oved, give, uh, well, uh, an intoxicating beverage, give alcohol to Oved, to the person who's lost, meaning the Rasha, the Yain and wine, Lemare Nafesh, to the people who are downtrodden and somber and sad, meaning the Avelim. So the statement already is, wine can and does fulfill specific purposes if used appropriately. Of course, a Musar with regards to everything, that's Gashmi in this world. We can use the physical in order to appropriately advance our lives in one way or another, psychologically and spiritually, or we can alternatively use it to lose our lives spiritually or physically. Amar Haq continues the Gemara, what is it that this Pasuk, furthermore in Mishle, two chap- uh, several chapters earlier, says, Al-tere yayin ki yit adam. 
Pazuk says, Altere, our, vision, our understanding of Altere is to look at. Don't look at the redness of the wine. Something about the redness of the wine is inappropriate. And we're about to make a dirasha about that. You should know this Pasuk is famous in the context of halacha with regards to wine. You might guess why. The Gemaran Masech Bava Batran, Dafsadizayin, talks about Yain Hivaryan, talks about some sort of white wine. And the Gemara questions, is that appropriate for? Well, it's not clear what the Gemara is asking. Either for nisachim libation on the mizbeach, or alternatively for kiddush. It's a mahloket how to understand that gemara, and as a result, it's a mahloket lahalacha. When it comes down to it, Shohan Aruch in Siman Ein Resh Bet in Saif Dalit quotes initially that white wine is kosher for kiddush on Friday night. Then he says, however, Ramban would be Moshe ben Nachman. His opinion is white wine is completely. Un, uh, uh, no good for Kiddush on Friday night. You may not use white wine. Why not? His understanding of that. Wine needs to be red in order to be kosher for Kiddush. That's the most pristine, the most elevated state of wine. What's the halacha l'ma'aseh? Continue Shohan Aruch that the ulam is nohagim kasvarari shona. The minhag is that white wine is permitted for Kiddush on Friday night. Says Mishnah Berurah, but it appears, it would seem, that lechat you should use red wine. That's the statement of Mishnah Berurah. Hacham David Yosef points out that in Siman Taf Ein Bet, that's in Hilchot Pesach, Shohan Aruch writes it a little bit differently. He's basing himself as well over there in the Gemara Masech Pesachim and Daf Kovav. The Gemara over there is talking about how on the wine for the Arba'at HaKosot is supposed to, of course on Lil Pesach, is supposed to have a Mar'eya and it's supposed to look like wine. Looking like wine, the assumption is it's supposed to be red. Says Shohan Aruch over there, you're supposed to be Mehazer Achareyayin Adom. You're supposed to search for, for your four cups of wine on Lil Pesach, you're supposed to search for red wine. Well, listen to the a different wording. Over there he says, although if you used white wine it's okay, you're supposed to search for the red wine. That's what we call lechatechila, ideal. When it comes to Ilchot Kiddush, when it comes to Siman Ayin Resh Bet, Shohan Aruch said nothing about searching. He said Ramban thinks it's in, no good. The Olam is no Hagim that it's okay. Says Cham David Yosef, even lechatechila for Kiddush, you could use white wine just reading the words of Shohan Aruch carefully. What's the halacha with regards to Pesach? However, Ramar bi Moshe Isolis adds, however, if the white wine is better, if it's a better wine, it's more expensive, it tastes better, it's considered more fine, then you could use the white wine. It's an interesting statement. Chacham Avadya Yosef writes in his Chazon Avadya, Svaradim never accepted such a leniency. Even if it's going to be a bit finer, you should really search for your red wine. Even if it's a bit lower in terms of its value, red wine is, is, is more ideal. However, when we're talking about red and white wine, we're talking about real white wine. This is pointed out that when the Gemara talks about this yayin, or, which is uh, this hamra, which is havaryan, it means really white, not rosé. If it even has a tint of redness or pinkness in it, that might be even the chatechila according to the poskim. It's interesting, just lastly, with regards to Pesach, why would we be more mahmir on Pesach? as opposed to uh, every Kiddush. Kiddush is a mitzvah ta'asim in HaTorah, Yom HaShabbat every Friday night. Why is it that when it comes to Pesach, for some reason, there's something you're supposed to have mar'e yayin. So the poskim discuss this. Taz, Rabbi David Segel, right there in Siman Taf Ayin Bet, he suggests it's Zechel Makadam. That's right, Zechel Makadam. Interestingly, if I remember correctly, Taz continues and he says, but you should know 
that since we had alilat dam, since there's blood libels in recent periods, he's talking about in Eastern Europe, we stopped using, or many people stopped you stopped being being as obsessed and as careful to use red wine because we're very nervous on Pesach having anything having to do with red. Uh, Ritva and others suggest that it's because of the blood uh, which the Egyptians brought forth from us in Egypt, irrespective of the specifics. There's another reason when it comes to Pesach for being makpid on the red wine. Okay, anyway. What's that? There's no such discussion. Of course he can. It's only in those contexts where we're talking about a, well, it's an interesting question. The Gemara never addresses it over here. And keep in mind, you, you want to know, according to Ramban, according to Ramban, is he considered a ben sorero mare with white wine? My guess is yes. Because we're talking about a hidur, which is le'ikuva by kidush. It's an interesting question. I don't know. Anyway, says the Gemara, let's be Doresh this Pasuk differently. Not in the direction I was bringing you. Don't look at the wine positively. It brings a redness to the faces of the wicked ones in this world. Anyone who drinks a lot, their face gets all flushed. They get all red in the face. And then when they get to Olam Haba, when they get to Olam Hadin, they're all white in the face so don't look at the wine or rather realize in the wine that redness which it brings out in the people's faces it's instead of noticing the redness of the wine it's noticing instead an understanding the redness that it brings out in the cheeks in the face of a person who drinks that wine Rava Amar Rava has a different interpretation to that pasuk a different dirashat to that pasuk in Mishle Altere Yain Ki Tadam Altere Yain She'aharito Dam don't look positively at wine because it will bring to blood. Says Rashi, it'll bring a person potentially to killing. It brings people. Yad Rama says maybe it'll bring you to ben more. Irrespective of the specifics, wine does have a tendency of skewing people's rational thought, and as a result, brings them potentially to blood-like situations. You need you, you don't need to go further than car accidents as a result of overdrinking. Dam, there it is. dam. You should be very wary of the wine and overdoing the wine because of the dam. Rav Kahana Rav Kahana, so to speak, as a contradiction. That's not a contradiction to Pesukim. It's not even a kiri uchetiv. It's when we have a pasuk written in the Torah or a word without nikudot. And you can read it in two ways, which are contradictory. And as a result, he wants to be doreshet. Ketiv, on the one hand, the pasuk, when it describes uh, the beracha to Yaakov, he's getting rov dagan ve. Tirosh. We read it as Tirosh, but if you look in the Torah, it's Taf Yod Resh Shin. It can be read as Tirash. Tirash, Rash, I think we all know, means someone who's poor. So Tirash, it sounds like we're referring to wine as something which brings forth poverty. On the other hand, Karinan, we read it as Tirosh. Rosh, if we see, if we hear it like that, sounds like the head. Is wine bringing you to the bottom? You're going to be impoverished. You're going to be poor. Or is wine bringing you up? It's going to make you the head. Zacha naasa rosh, no zacha naasa rash. I love this derasha. It's a very balanced derasha. Wine, if you're zoche, if you drink it properly, it gives you rosh. It brings you up. Maybe it clears your mind. Maybe it gives you a little bit of levity in an appropriate moment in life or moments in life. Alternatively, if you're lozacha, if you overdo it, if you drink it in the wrong circumstances, if you use it in the wrongful fashion, it makes you poor, both spiritually and physically as well. Rava Rameh. Rava has a contradiction as well, along the same lines of 
the pasuk which can be read in two ways, or the word that can be read in two ways. The pasuk says, V'yayin yesamach levav enosh. Now, yesamach can be read as that, that het at the end, uh, so you can read it as yeshamach. Yishamach, the sheen, or the sin, you can read it as a sheen as well, without nikudot, you can read it in two ways. Now what does yishamach mean? Well, it means nothing. But if you read it as yishamach, if our head sounds a lot like a he, it's shimamah, it's something that's empty. So it either is read as something that's empty, wine brings forth emptiness, yishamah brings forth shimamah, or alternatively, wine brings forth yishamah, Simha, which one is it? Emptiness and happiness are opposites. Same answer, says Rava. Zacha mesameho. You drank wine rightfully, it brings forth happiness. You're able to rejoice. And simhaila bebasar vayayin. Lo zacha mishamemeo. If you weren't, it brings forth emptiness. Vahainu da'amar Rava, and that's the statement of Rava. Hamra, alcohol, wine, verehane, and fine smells, besamim. Pakahin, it opens up my mind. It opens up the minds of people. That's the statement. The statement through and through is a balanced approach to wine, and we can extend it again to any physical pleasures and involvements in this world. If done appropriately, with proper structure, with foresight, with understanding what you're doing, so then it's pakahin, it can bring forth happiness, and your mind is opened up. If alternatively, done wrongfully, it brings forth shimama, brings forth tihirash. What's that? The Dayanim, the Gemara, we saw already, and the Gemara will say it again in one other context, uh, sometimes Dayanim would drink, sometimes in certain circumstances, keep in mind, you weren't allowed to judge while being drunk. You're not allowed to do the Avodah Bamikdash we read in Parashat Shemini. Of course, of course, of course, when you are, uh, when you are, Yain V'Shechar Al-Tesht, Amarav Amram, I'm going to tell you that meat is very much along the same lines. I'm going to tell you meat, perhaps, in our day and age, poses less of a danger, but there's still a danger. It's a different danger. It's a hedonistic danger. It's a danger in which I feel like I can satisfy all of my needs in any way or fashion because this huge piece of meat is being consumed by me. If seen like that, negative. If alternatively, if you see it within the context of this is a happy time and I'm using it to connect with others, to connect to God, very appropriate. Says the Gemara. Yeah. Uh huh. Says Charles. In this context, it's 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 it's. I'm, I'm, I don't know what direction you're going in, but I'll tell you where I'm going. The Gemara in Masechet Nazir and Daf Gimal has one statement. There's always a question: Why does Rashi quotes this in his commentary on Torah? Why does the Nazir bring a korban hatat at the end of his uh, nizirut? Why is he bringing a sin offering? He sinned. Maybe if he became Tameh, if he didn't become Tameh. One of the opinions is, mm-hmm. It's because he afflicted himself by not drinking wine. I think I'm bringing the opposite direction you want, right? So what do you mean? That was wrong? I thought wine is so dangerous. I thought we, lo- we, we praise the, uh, the Nazir. It's Nezir Rosho because he's not drinking wine. He's not cutting his, his hair. He's staying away from the vanities of this world. I think it's the same point, though. I think it's, there's a careful balance which the Torah is purpose 
purpose to bring forth to us. If we miss that balance, if we become an ascetic, we're missing the message of the Torah. If we miss the message and we become a naval bershuta Torah, in the words of Ramban at the beginning of Parashat Kedoshim, we've missed the message of the Torah as well. Uh, all right, I guess we'll continue with this tomorrow. Baruch Adonai Amen. Amen.